Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in uh, once again tonight to Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your stories told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB-FM Lighthouse Christian Radio out of Stewart, Oklahoma. I remind everybody that's uh, tuning in or with an intention to call tonight, I know how intense just how intent to um, to uh, uh, this show is tonight as it was last week. Uh, I just got uh, notified from our producer that the board is completely full and there weren't even any flags um, to, that we were going live at that point. So the boards are completely full. So um, I'm glad that we have Arthur Bean and Tina in there with us. Um, oh my goodness gracious so thank you for tuning in Um, no swearing no swearing was what I was about ready to get to Um, is Lighthouse Christian Radio and of course uh, that is um, regulated by the FCC as well as um, uh, Marty's Marty's podcast my show my show we want to keep this going so um, this is a tremendous forum to uh, do that don't mind me I'm trying to perk up just have been a little under the weather today Uh, but you know what that's nothing compared to what the heck is going on in these prisons in this system and with a loved one suffering sometimes I think they're suffering just as much on the outside as they are on the inside but we know that can't be true but um, we we all care and, and love uh, you all and what, what's happening out there. Love your interaction. Love the advocacy that is coming forward and need the advocacy that's coming forward because there's absolutely nothing that couldn't be done without you. You know, I would rather be having a show about um, overcoming this, the, what we're dealing with right now. But guess what? We have had shows that have talked about overcoming problems that were brought on this show. And, and, and so, we're not going to stop. We are not going to stop. There's so much behind you uh, here. There's so much behind this movement, behind this uh, fight. It really is a fight. You know, you, when you dig in deep, you dig into those constitutional amendments. And, and, and no, no, not prisoners do not have all of the same rights um, that, that we do when we're not in, when you're not an inmate. But we'll get into that in between having our callers coming on. We're just going to add these little blurbs of information. Um, Last week we had an outpouring of testimony that brought many of us to to tears. Um, And and I expect it's going to be the same. 
so we just request that uh, all of the information, uh, and and I think it's an easy request, that it's honest, it's true, it's, um, and that we continue with all these affidavits that are being um, shared um, and that are, that are coming in. Uh, I would like to say something about those affidavits. Okay, that is a personal choice. It is an absolute personal choice. I've been collecting affidavits for a few years now, okay, with the intention of drop shipping them with a plan, okay, with a plan, drop shipping them, not alone, but with, with us with the, in the, at the Department of Justice, okay? There's a reason behind this madness. But in the meantime, and and with success is also we've got you know like a law firm that is working hard, working very hard. A researcher, a private investigator is working very very hard with that law firm. Um, we're we're working on all ends, on all ends to make what is wrong right. And guess what? It's going to go as far as it needs to go for it to become right because we've got you here with us. So neither myself. Marty Oakley or Stephen Burke can be held uh, liable for any error in content. Uh, we do when we have the shows that have normally just one or two guests on. We vet the shows extremely well, and we have tons of evidence uh, that would lead us to believe, me to believe, that everything that is being shared is correct. All right? Um, that said, there's, there is tons that can be shared that can back up what you've been hearing and what you are about to hear today. So uh, I would like to get started, but first, of course, I am going to, um, yeah, we can bring, we can bring Stephen on live. Sure. Thank you. I'd like to introduce, um, well, Stephen Burke, he is, he is the producer of 89.9, doesn't normally say much, but in case you're listening, Stephen, I want to say hi and thank you for being on with us. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and Arthur Bean. Arthur Bean, are you with us now? Yes, I am. Hi. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you for being on. Arthur Bean is is Thanks, the Bruce. amazing uh, private investigator, researcher, and uh, the the brains and the and the push behind much of 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 what is going on. Uh, in uh, there uh, that has reached the the, the state of um, Oklahoma uh, and uh, and Deborah Hampton and Deborah Hampton uh, attorney at law um, what a great job we can't forget everybody's doing we so can't thanks, forget thanks for being here do you have anything Daniel. that you'd like to share before we uh, before I bring Tina on then we start <clears throat> excuse me and we start collecting. Uh, information that breaks our hearts but should empower us because we are not alone. You are not alone, and we're all here together. Arthur. Yes. Arthur's multitasking. Something tells me he's yes. multitasking. Okay. Can you hear me? Do you me? have anything that you'd like to share? Yeah, you can't forget Ronald Skip Kelly, too. He's working with us in this lawsuit. Okay, please, please give. I don't want to miss that. Uh, I don't want to miss that. Um, let's give those accolades. Please uh, share what share what you will, and I'll be sure to share that again. 
Well, we recently filed a request for an injunction. Uh, the Department of Corrections is trying to implement some uh, bracelets for monitoring. We don't know exactly what type of monitoring these bracelets are going to do, if they're only RF detection bracelets or what kind of bracelets they are. Uh, the company Securus Technologies has been involved in a class action lawsuit out of the Southern District of California. They have been accused of many things. And eavesdropping on attorney-client calls are one of them. We feel like these bracelets may have that type of technology where they can monitor what inmates talk about, regardless of who they're talking about it with. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, what good does that do? That that privilege, if um, if yeah, that's absolutely that's 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 crazy even to think that that should somehow be um, an an option that they're going to bring in. Um, oh my goodness! Well, we made a freedom of information taking place, anyways. Right. So we made a freedom of information request to see how these, this contract was obtained. State law would require bids to be taken for these contracts. Okay. Right. Right. You can't just – it's not a private – you know, the, the, the state is, is, has mandates to how they put bids out. So it allows for others to um, to bid. So it has to be posted in a certain number of places. These and uh, it sounds like Calvin, Oklahoma, <laughs> little Calvin, Oklahoma, when they're when they're when they're hiring the chief of police, you know, that doesn't go out to, you know, it's not properly posted. So yeah, you want to find out exactly how this organization got the contract. Not to mention the fact that it it does violate. Um, the rights to privacy. That's that's crazy. I mean, have you have you determined that to be the case that it would or it could? Well, we don't know. We don't know. They're secretive about what's going on with those bracelets. Mhm. Mhm. We don't know exactly to... what they're. We don't. I guess we'll learn more tomorrow. And 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 why do you say that? That you're going to learn tomorrow more tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a conversation with AG's office about it. And that's very good. That's very good. So that what that might mean is okay. So what that might mean is that um, because the attorney general's because the state was ordered to reply to the injunction request. That would mean that um, they've replied by saying, hey, let's talk about it. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> good good for you. Well, I, uh, I, I guess they're going to have to produce some information, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, I guess we'll okay. find out what their, what their, plan, what their plan is going to be about it. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping us in the loop in it about that, and we hope that you will continue to keep us in the loop about that, Arthur. You know, I admire all the work that the three of you, as you said, are, are doing there. It's absolutely tremendous, and you, you shed hope um, 
on, on, on this particular situation as well as the fact that it can be, it can be done. It can be done. And, um, and, and that's what people need to know. You need to stay and you need to fight. You need to stay and you need to fight. And they, you know, the, the wrongdoers or the wrongdoing, guess what's expected? That you're eventually you're going to go away. Well, when you've got a good, strong group of people, like the listeners here, the advocates, and those that are sharing their stories, um, those that are showing up at these rallies, um, and those that are concerned and want to learn more, then it's going to be hard to turn down what we know to be the truth. Tina, 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 Tina Gertz co-hosting tonight. Thank you for, for being back on. I'm glad to have you here and everything you've done. So happy that we've announced what we're doing. And, um, and uh, I know that you've been working pretty much 24-7 as well. So let's hear what you have to say before, um, uh, if you want to just go ahead and, uh, whoops, we just had a caller on and we lost that caller. Um, so, uh, if you want to share, uh, your thoughts and then, um, start reading, start reading from, um, some of the things that you've been told and shared, uh, what's been shared with you. Okay. First, uh, I saw somebody had written retaliation as a real thing. I filed a complaint and my loved one was retaliated against, and that is supposed to never happen. The officer is still around my husband. Filing anything only causes more abuse and neglect on my loved one. Somebody else uh, said, my husband always gets shook down after I say something. He has been sick forever, and they think hay fever meds and cough syrup is the answer for everything. Now, what I say to to that is, yes, Retaliation should never happen, but it does. The guards, wardens, chiefs, etc., all rely on our fear and our loved ones' fear of retaliation. Their way of making us keep our mouths shut. I kept my mouth shut when my husband was retaliated against because he wanted an education. And he ended up on, and they sent him to an all-gang unit. I kept my mouth shut. It's the numerous times I spoke out against what is happening, and he was retaliated against. His things broken. He was taken to jail. His cell cost, I don't even know how many times. I really do understand the fear. But that fear for me has turned to anger. I am tired of being afraid. I'm tired of being bullied by the ones who are supposed to protect him. And now I'm angry. (laughs) Now I'm stepping up and speaking out. I completely understand that some aren't there yet. And some may never be. But they count on our fear of retaliation to just keep doing what they are doing. And what they are doing is literally killing people, not just because of COVID, but long before. I hope everyone will find the strength to step out of their fear. Them fear us. Make them hear us. If we don't, it will only change for the worse because it will continue. 
And if they can get away with this pattern, they're going to keep doing it. And I'm just asking for everyone who can. I know not all can, but I'm asking everyone who can to help us help them. Um, Someone in regard to COVID, someone posted they knew it was coming and did nothing. Oklahoma motto, do nothing and keep incarcerating. Now, here's a good one. So I spoke to my son, and he said, Mama, I'm okay. Don't worry. He sounded good, and I let him know everything you all are doing and that they are fighting for them all, and it's getting their attention. And the ones it don't, it will. He was so excited to hear it. I mean, ecstatic. And he said, man, they will be so glad to hear it. And some were losing hope. He said to tell you all thank you. You're awesome and God bless all of you. Hadn't heard that happy with, with him in a while. Thank you. Thank you. So that's hope. That's hope. And, you know, it's... Um, and we don't it's want that to ever be false hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome just to be able to let them know that somebody's fighting for them. Right. And and that is right. That is right. And and that it is more, you know, everybody wants, you know, it just seems as though, you know, the stories that people are sharing you know they're so similar. They're so so similar. So it's, mm-hmm. in a sense, it's kind of like you don't always need to. It, it, it this problem is so global there that it, they've actually made it easy for us, as long mm-hmm. as or easier for us, as long as people are coming forward again, their own personal decision to make but it's kind of like when you take your car to the mechanic and all of a sudden it stopped making that darn sound that it was making when you were driving it all right mm-hmm. it's got to be happening when you bring it to the mechanic and it is the same thing to solve this problem okay it's the same thing well guess what the mechanic figured out that something was wrong with the car, and then other people with that same kind of car came in, and that car that car had the same problem, and 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 suddenly, guess what? Ford Motors is being sued, and there's a class action lawsuit because so many people were were injured. It, it, right, we're injured, we're harmed in a way, or, or what, whatever that injury, understand me, is, right? Well, mm-hmm. if only one person came forward with that car dinging in that Ford, all right, there wouldn't be cause to go solve a big problem. You know, the world wouldn't have heard about it, would they have? All right, so we have more than one person that's coming forward here in Oklahoma. 
and um, and we need to make sure that the world does hear about it and that we can help solve a much bigger problem than just the one we individually have. So thank you for all of uh, the information that people have, have been sharing. We might have emotionally worn people out or, um, or some might be too afraid to actually um, call in, you know, tonight. Uh, because mm-hmm. right now, as far as I know, we do not have any calls on somebody. Uh, we, we, we lost somebody. Uh, I thought we had a board full, but what Marty was sharing was that was a board full of people they're calling and listening in as opposed to fag- flagging to being on. So that being said, Tina, I'm going to ask you to keep sharing uh, the things that people have given you uh, that – that they want you to share. Oh, um, well, my friend was telling me this morning that um, her son is in Howard McLeod. He had gone 14 days locked in shoe. Um, and maybe Art can tell you more what she is than I can, but he had no lights that whole time. There was mm-hmm. no light for lighting. two weeks, right? Two weeks. Right. Not I've got that. I got that too. Mm-hmm. There, he wasn't in trouble or anything, you know. Um, right. He was no lights. He hasn't been given clean clothes. He was finally able to take the shower she said and that was it had been quite a while since he had had a shower and now mm-hmm. I guess they're packed they don't have a bed for him so they're putting him in the gym which is kind of the same story you heard about um, at Eddie Warriors they pack people in the gym mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um Let's see what else. Um, okay, so while while you're while you're while you're looking, you know, I've I've got lots lots that I could uh, that I can share with uh, with with you is, you know, if we talk about, you know, why is this happening? You know, I, I mean, we do have the why it's happening in you know the state. In the state prisons, right? And and but but also we know that there's a number of private prisons in Oklahoma as well. Do you guys? Can you tell me how many private prisons that you're aware of there are? Uh, I know that there have been a couple that have shut down, and and uh, but how many private prisons are there in Oklahoma? Because I would like to just talk a little bit about um, what might be some motivators for some judges and prosecutors and and, uh, uh, governors or whoever it may be uh, in regard to uh, private prisons and keeping those prisons full. Arthur, do you have an idea? We got three private prisons now in Oklahoma. Okay. We got Davis, Holdenville, Lawton, 
Okay. Okay. So. so oh my gosh! I drew a blink of, on another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's okay. That that's all right. But but let's talk about you know. So that, what does that mean? It means prison, prisons for profit people. It means prisons for prisons for profit. And there's a couple of very large large uh, corporations. You know that are publicly traded, right? These are publicly traded. We've got, um, we've we've got the Tennessee-based uh, Corrections Corporation of America, otherwise known as CCA, on the on the stock in the stock market. And we and we've got the Florida-based GEO Group. Okay, they're publicly tra- publicly traded corporations. New York Stock Exchange, other private prison firms, including Management and Training Corporation (MCT). Community Education Center, CEC, LaSalle, Southwest Corrections, and Emerald Correction Management, they're privately held. They're, they're privately held, and they actually don't have stock. Okay, so, um, but now, uh, we, they, we've got CCA, all right, CCA, um, the Tennessee base, just because Tennessee base does not mean there are not private prisons outside of Tennessee, okay? But uh they're out that's where the corporation is out of, right? Just like uh Amazon. Where's the Amazon where are they out of? They're out of California, right? Well you see Amazon all over the place, right? So as of this was in two thousand and fifteen, CCA had approximately hundred and seventeen million shares of stock. That hundred and seventy million shares of stock. GEO, 75 million, uh, well, well, they had, uh, blah, blah, blah. well, GEO had 75 million, all right? Um, let's go down a little bit further, all right? The reason I'm talking about this is because I am reading from prisonlegalnews.org, okay? That's what I'm reading from. I've read this similar information before, but who? But who owns private prison stock as an as an individual shareholders? The federal, state, or lawmakers, or corrections officials, or judges, or other public employees, stakeholders in our criminal justice system own shares of CCA, CCA or the GEO group? Well, guess what? That's hard to say. I mean, didn't everybody know or didn't everybody hear that Fallon had, you know, stocks, right? The, the, the ex-governor Fallon, you know, she's involved, you know, uh, Somebody track that down if that indeed is true. But here, here we go. Here we go. It's hard to say. Literally, it's hard to say who are the shareholders, all right? Because while institutional investor ownership is a matter of public record, right, most individual shareholders own stock through brokerage firms, mutual firms, retirement accounts, or other investment vehicles. Not directly. directly. Thus, it's difficult to connect them to specific stock ownership, okay? So it's, it's unknown. It's very hard to track down. They do not actually have to be transparent. The individual shareholders who own stock in CCA and GEO remain shrouded in secrecy, much like, this is a quote, okay, much like private prisons companies themselves which have a long history of being non-transparent and lacking public accountability, even though almost all of their revenue is obtained from who? From government contracts with paid, tax, paid with taxpayer funds. Okay? 
So you know what? You follow the money, people. Follow the money, and it usually leads to why things are so doggone lousy. All right. If you've got a question or comment or you want to share something, please call 917-388-4520 and press the number one if you'd like to speak with myself, Tina, or Arthur, 917-388-4520. Press the number one. We really would like to hear from you. Tina, what now? Yes. Um, Somebody asked me, is the fact that North Fork sends their meals out for a year now too small of an abuse to be mentioned? It seems demoralizing, and the food has to be cold and highly processed. I just think it would help if they could go to the mess hall to eat, sit at tables, have some hot food, and maybe it would be a little more normal. There is no abuse too small to be mentioned. I totally agree. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. It's just like, guess what? If somebody becomes paralyzed in a horrific accident, okay, and and, and in that same accident somebody dies, you know, those are two pains. Those are two horrific pains, okay? Somebody's lost their life, and that's horrific. It still does not take away from the pain of somebody losing the use of their limbs, okay? All right, so no, it's not too small of, a, of an abuse. That's my opinion, if you want to ask. You, you know, it's, 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 it's not. The, the point is, if it is an abuse. Come on, Tanya. Pardon me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Who is on with us now? Hi, my name is Nicole Wilson. And Nicole, thank I'm you for calling, calling in. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm calling in on behalf of my husband, who was incarcerated at Oklahoma State Penitentiary. And, you know, there was a woman that called in before me um, that spoke about fear of retaliation. And I completely 100% concur with what she said. You know, the guards, um, if you speak out against anything, you know, they come in, they shake you down, they uh, put you on restriction, they will send you to um, the shoe, you know, which, so I completely agree with what she said, everything. Um, Mm -hmm. Secondly, you know, my husband only has five years left. And uh, there are inmates in Oklahoma State Penitentiary and next door at the minimum security facility called Jackie Brannon that have tested positive for COVID. And I want to know what they are going to do to prevent it from spreading like wildfire, you know, throughout the entire prison, you -hmm. know, because that would be a death sentence for my husband. If he were to get it, he has, you know, other secondary illnesses. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrified. And, you know, it's like I'm afraid I've called the prisons. I've called them. I've called them. And I get hung up on every time I call. They don't care. You are being hung and, up on. Well, well I, first, I, I'm going I'm to interrupt you, but I want you to continue speaking mm-hmm. after that. First of all, I want you to know 
that and anybody who's listening and 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 uh and uh chooses to to call um we've got an, another anonymous caller too uh we're going to call her number 6 but i want everybody to know right now that that sunday's podcast radio show and tonight are going to go to each and every representative well i hope they in oklahoma city I'm- they're well, going I, to go I, there. Well, that makes me feel very, very good. And I hope they okay. hear me because I'm terrified. I'm terrified for my husband. How are they going to protect this from spreading like wildfire? They don't yeah. care. I call them. They hang up in my face. And, you know, and, and is and it they, after you have shared the concern about your husband getting it and why? Yes, like, ma'am. Point absolutely. At, okay. Okay. They don't All care. Right. Okay. And, you know, it just, it, it terrifies me because, you know, he, he went in on a, on a petty crime, and I'm terrified he's not going to come home to me. And I don't feel like the people, the staff, the warden, I don't feel like anybody cares, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I just don't know what to do. And how are they going to keep it from... You know, the, the people, I guess, apparently from Jackie Brandon come over to Oklahoma State Penitentiary to work mm-hmm. um, because they're, Jackie Brandon's lower security. You know, and how are they going to contain that? How are they going to contain right. it from spreading, spreading and killing everybody, basically? Right. I mean, if, you know, if you have an underlying health condition, you are basically doomed. And, 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 and those, are, those are answers that they are going to have to give better than what they have been giving because um, this this uh, uh, this uh, dog and pony show that they've given all of all of us out here that are concerned and they know it. Okay, it's it it is beyond uh, uh, it's beyond a joke because who knows better other than who knows better than you. Let me ask you, Nicole. Who knows better than you? Who, who knows better than every single loved one that has talked to their loved ones what is really going on? All right? Well, who knows and, better? And, you know, maybe the inmates themselves, but nobody does. You know, right. nobody does. And, you know, last right. week their water was shut off. They got two bottles of water, and they had to defecate in a bag and throw it out mm-hmm onto the run of where their food is served. So the men that serve their food was touching their their defecation in a bag, and they had no running water to even wash their hands. This is... And that water... And this is at Oklahoma State Penitentiary in McAllister. That water Mm -hmm. in McAllister, it's been under a a boil... uh, It's been under a boil warning... Well, and I, I do understand that, but, you know, why we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, you know, and I don't really understand what the, the water situation is in McAllister. I don't know why their water is always uh, contaminated. <laughs> but, but it shouldn't be uh, mixed with food. This is what you're saying. Feces and food don't go well together. No, ma'am, it does not. You're absolutely correct. And if the inmates mm-hmm. are not even able to wash their hands, you know, and drink water, so they get two bottles of water a day. I want you to imagine this. Oh, uh, you have to serve food to people, 
and they don't even have water to wash their hands. And they're picking Is the same kind men of are, are picking up the defecation. How about right. hand sanitizer? Uh, no, ma'am. It contains alcohol. Oh, no my hand gosh, sanitizer. That's right. So, you know, basically they're just treated like, like dogs. They're treated like stray dogs. And, yes, uh, you know, and I'm going to tell you, so what you can get from, you know, defecation to mouth, uh, C. diff. If C. diff were to get, which is Clostridium difficile, yes. if that were to get in the prison, that would run rampant. That kills people yes. just, you know, you know, hepatitis, all sorts of nasty, nasty illnesses, and they don't care. The guards do not care. Well, what I what I'd like care. to know is what to stop C. diff from presenting itself given these conditions at I'm this point. I'm going to tell you, what, what prevents C. diff is washing your hands with soap and water. Right. It, go, it right. only goes from fecal to oral. That's the only way that right. it is passed. Right. And so, now, that's know, what I'm saying. It, it, exactly. So, there, so this is like a huge issue just waiting to happen. Thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is very much waiting to. So, you know, but we'll never hear about it. Because nobody cares about the inmates. Mm-hmm. The guards don't, they it, don't. It sure they feels don't. that way for as anybody who has a say over their care. You're right. Absolutely. But if you try to say anything to the people that are over their care, then the, then the one that you love gets retaliating against. So and then let me truth. ask your opinion. And we know, I know that we've got somebody in queue number number six. Um, who, who wants to remain anonymous? So please stay. Please stay on. Please stay on. As a matter of fact, um, I would like number six, uh, Nicole. I'd like you to stay with us, please. Would you be able to? Okay, absolutely. Okay. And Marty, can you let number six on with us, please? They're on. She's on in live. Thank you for calling in, number six. Appreciate it. And, yeah. and I can imagine that you want to remain anonymous for some of the reasons that we're talking about right now. Right. Yes. Um, you know, I um, I have a son in prison, and I'm I, I'm very nervous right now. Um, it's okay. I, I I know who you are. I know who you are, and and I'm here with you. Okay. I know who you are. I recognize your voice. Right. I'm here with I you. I um. I'm not going to shut up. You know, I'm I'm not going to not say things that are wrong because I feel like there's people in there that don't have anybody. And my son says, Mom, it's so sad that there's some people that don't ever get mail. They don't ever use the phone. And... Um, I said, tell, tell them that there, it, there's enough love in me to go around and that nobody's alone in there, right? Um, when this beginning of the COVID came around, I, uh, I called the Oklahoma Department of Corrections, the head of her private prison, um, let know that you know is, that the guards weren't wearing masks. Um, 
there she was more worried about what my son's name was, what his number was. She said um, that at least she could make sure they're wearing them in his unit. I said no. Um, they should be wearing them in every unit. Right? I mean, um, this is crazy. Uh, I called other people and uh, asked if there was anything they could do. They said no. In a short answer, no, because it's a private prison. That it will be I can bring up when their contract is up for renewal. Um, well, somebody else's contract for another birthday might not be up for renewal, uh, as correct. we can tell, has already happened. If this Quite is not addressed, that's a pathetic excuse. Um, I agree with you very much. Pathetic excuse. Yeah, yeah I know that. I've talked people there um, that are high up. The high, well, I mean, yeah. Um, I was told they were given out. Two masks a week and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. That's not true at all. DOC put on their website that they were not hand sanitizer. That's not true. Mm-hmm. They can allow it. They are not being Are you given- able to say what you know regarding which prison uh, that this isn't true in? Um, or well, in Latin. That's in Lawton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't speak, want to push that out of you. I just. Yeah. I speak um, for Oklahoma State Penitentiary. They do not wear masks. They don't hand out hand sanitizer. The guards do not wear masks. They passed out in the beginning of, uh, oh, let's say a couple months ago. They passed out one paper mask to the inmates, but, uh, you know, they get torn easily, whatever. But there is the guards don't wear masks. Not even the uh, the nurses that pass out the medication. I don't even believe that they were masked full time. So you okay, know, what's so to, to, say to the both of you, my a question a question of mine is in the call. I'm not sure how long your husband has been in prison, um, but if if he has been prior uh, uh, prior to COVID, w- were there inhumane conditions prior to COVID to begin with, and was there prison abuse that you are aware of? Uh, prior to COVID. Okay, because I don't want to give the state of Oklahoma the excuse that this has just been so you know, no, unprecedented that, that everything fell by the wayside. No, ma'am. The COVID is, is just... That is not the case. No, ma'am. Correct? No, ma'am. Correct. COVID is just a... That the, they have been... They do not care about the inmates. They have been inhumane and horrible to them. For, for my husband has been in prison for ten years. He has five years remaining. Um, so I've been dealing with this, and he's been moved to several prisons throughout the state of Oklahoma. He's now incarcerated at Oklahoma State Penitentiary. I've seen Oklahoma State Penitentiary is the worst out of my uh, out of my you know what I've seen. What you've understood it, during those experiences, okay? Yes, ma'am. But it, it, this has gone on way for for as long as for as 10 years back and I'm sure prior to that inhumane mm-hmm. treatment of just mm-hmm. and and as far as what I said as far as the uh the fecal matter 
and the bags, you know, and the the run men was what they call them, the inmates pass all their trays, you know, and, and the no masks, no gloves, I mean, just horrible and retaliation. If anybody speaks up on an inmate's behalf, they completely, uh, they retaliate. I mean, they, they are inhumane treatment to the fullest. I'm just curious, did anybody know, and if uh, anybody would like to call in anonymously or message Tina or myself, um, if you know us through, you know, these pages, does anybody know any inmate that's actually filed a grievance? Because the inmate has the right to ask for a grievance form for that to be supplied to them with something to write with, for them to file, to, to prepare that grievance, to receive a copy of it, and to pass it forward, to be brought forward, um, I imagine, to the warden from that point, and and to not be and to not have to do that with with fear and of retaliation. So I'm I'm just kind of curious, and that would be another interesting FOIA, wouldn't it? How many actual grievances? Ma'am, I can tell you, been. I don't, I don't think, and what they've done with them. Right, people are too afraid. I right. can truthfully, honestly answer that. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to have very many grievances because the inmates are too afraid because whether it goes to the warden, there's a chain of command, you know, and it will get back to the guards. And if you sure. think for a second that their pictures won't get thrown away, that their, you know, stuff won't get ransacked, that they won't be taken for whatever made-up reason to uh, – what they call DU it's or the shoe or whatever. It's killing on a judge whatever. in a judge's court. It's like taking a judge to trial and he's on the bench. Are you kidding That's me? That's what I'm saying. Well, but yep. but then having your name behind that where everybody in the prison knows, hey, I just complained on how I'm being treated and all the guards know, what do you think mm-hmm. they're really going to do? And what about the judge owning stock? Exactly. Right. Okay. It's just it's it's a uh, you know that's how that's how it works. Really, it's it's ha- that's how it goes. And so prisoners' rights they they the eighth, they are protected by the Eighth Amendment against cruel and unusual punishment of which you know to get further into it, everybody can always go look at that themselves. The definition of cruel and unusual. Um, punishment, for instance, and this really does apply to what we're talking about right now. In Brown versus Prada, the Supreme Court upheld a court-mandated population limit to curb overpopulation, which violated the Eighth Amendment in California prisons. Well, you know, if if that wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, if that wouldn't be used uh, as a um, as a uh, as a case. Uh, to not overpopulate, then 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 what would, y- you know? Um, Can I just say I, thing? if you will look at say look at the Lawton um, in 2020? Yes. Do I have another caller on Marty? Just hang, hang on there. Did I hear a doorbell? Yes, you did. Uh, you have okay. Ann on. Hello. Okay, so stay stay with us, ladies. Stay with us because we this, this is going to turn into a, a, 
uh, roundtable, that is just fine. I'm just going to try to get as many people on to say what they need to say at the same time. If we run out of uh, space, Marty will let us know. Thank you for calling. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Anne. Uh, Tommy, can I say one thing to you really fast? And then I've got to jump off here. I've actually got kids waiting to get put to bed. Tomorrow's their first day of school. Sure, of course. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. But, you know, I definitely agree with you on the Eighth Amendment. Whenever I was in college, I had to do a speech and debate on the Eighth Amendment. And you're absolutely right. I feel like this does fall under that category as far as, like, cruel and unusual punishment. Um, You know, it just what is considered inhumane and what is not, you know. And I feel like in a lot of cases, in a lot of different prisons throughout the state of Oklahoma, their Eighth Amendment is definitely violated. And But where do you even turn to? Where do you go to try to prove that? Because, like I said, uh, if you file a grievance, everybody sees that. And everybody as far as, like, the staff and the warden. And then it is taken out against you, and you are punished for speaking out against the people who are treating you cruel and unusual. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, well, do you have you have means to contact us, Nicole? Have we been in touch? Uh, are you aware of how to reach out? Are you aware, Nicole, of how to reach out to us as far as provide additional information? If you wish, fill out an affidavit. Uh, no, ma'am, but if you want to give that to me, uh, I will be happy to talk to my husband whenever he calls next to see if he would be willing to do that. Uh, absolutely. You know, not... I'll just give you my email address for now, okay? Um, okay. I'll make it, it's, it's injustice in Oklahoma, one word. Okay. At gmail.com. Injustice in Oklahoma at gmail.com you're extremely well spoken and, and uh, as is our, our other guest here uh, um, that's on the phone our other caller uh, and but I'd really like to hear more from you uh, whether it's on or off the record okay it be off the record probably like I said I don't want that's any just type fine. of uh, yeah that is just fine is that's your name Nicole? Fine. I really Nicole, Nicole Arthur Bean yeah. Yes. Hey, we have a lawsuit. Very, very we have a federal Nicole. We have a federal lawsuit addressing Eighth Amendment violations, and the judge found we established Eighth Amendment claims in our complaint. Good. Well, We're set I on an August 2021 trial docket. Okay. Well, I would love to be in touch. In other words, be in touch, and you'll like, be able to, and you'll be able to say whether you want to go forward or not. I'll I'll forward right, you his yeah. information. Well, thank you very, very much. I've got children that I've got to go put uh, in the bath and in bed. But thank you guys very much for listening to me, and I support your cause 100%. And I hopefully you guys make a difference and a change for these inmates. Thank you. Bye, Nicole. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Good night. Good night. Okay, so um, we've got number six on with us still, and we have Anne in queue. Anne, how are you? I am great. How are you this evening? Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you for your patience. We're glad to have you here. What can you share with us tonight? Well, um, I was actually just kind of going to follow up with Nicole. Um, It is um, like at OSP, two weeks ago they didn't have any water. Um, They were given two bottles a day. They were having to defecate in the bags. 
um, my brother is there as well. And um, I know Nicole through just the prison, you know, the wife thing. Um, She's a really good person. And I just kind of wanted to speak on that and speak on Jackie Brannon. Like out of 250, 150 have tested positive, if not all by now. Wow. Yes. And I called in Sunday. My husband is at Lawton. And it's really no different there. Lawton. Lawton. They have no plan on what to do or how to contain it. Yes. Yes. And I'm scared to death for my husband. I mean, I pray all the time, every night, every morning. He's my heart. Okay. And how long has he been in there? My husband has been in there um, going on 13 years. Okay. And And they have always treated them inhumane, um, even before the COVID. Okay. That was that was no air during the summer. Examples of the of inhumane. Okay, Um, the air conditioning in the summer, um, it, it they get hot if they even have it on. Okay. And he has had, when he was at OSP, he would always have trouble with water, um, with even plumbing. He couldn't flush his toilet for weeks at a time. Okay. And and did he, com- I mean, is he allowed to complain? Did he complain? Um, you know, what happened? Was he the only one? I didn't hear you, ma'am. I'm sorry. Okay, so so when he asked about it, was he able to ask about this? Was he able to ask when this was going to be remedied, or was he afraid to ask? I I, I don't. I think he was probably more afraid to ask because um, nothing ever got changed. I mean, I'm sure he did ask at first, but after a while, it just became irrelevant because they're irrelevant. They're inmates. Correct. Correct. I mean, if you Correct. have to defecate in a bag, that pretty much will tell you how they how they feel about the inmates. They did their crime; they're doing their time, but they don't deserve to be treated like dogs. I don't right, even right. treat my dog this way. Right. Right. Of, of course not. And the, and the wardens they not. don't care about anything you have to say. And I have made so many calls myself. I either get hung on, hung up on right from the gate, and I never even make it to the warden. Mm-hmm. I can't even make it to the case manager and her call me back. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm going to recommend. I, I I don't know. I'm not going to recommend. I'm not no. a lawyer. I I, I wonder. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Okay. I I, I was just listening to you. Right. I just wonder, I, I mean, if this went in writing to the Department of Corrections instead of to the warden. Because well, I, that's fear. probably what we need to do. And this is, I, I, I need affidavits to do this, people. I need affidavits to do this. Um, I have no problem filling out an affidavit and moving forward with this in my real name. I don't care to be anonymous. Yeah, and, 
and and so does um, the the law firm. Uh, that that's great. Uh, and so does the law firm because we cannot dismiss any of these inroads that are being made that is in front that is just practically unprecedented what they have accomplished and who they are in front of right now. So do you have um, have you asked for an affidavit yet or um, uh, yes I have yes like I have that? I just haven't gotten around to filling it out yet, ma'am. Okay, that's great. Super. Okay. All right, great. But I have no uh, problem filling out the affidavit and, and just, you know, I don't want to remain anonymous. I want to be the voice okay. that speaks out for my husband and my brother. And, and, and anybody can actually, if they want to remain anonymous and then, and then just contact later saying, okay, I'm ready, um, then at least we have it. Then at least we have it. Right, documented. Right. Arthur, and, yeah. what do you have to say? Well, I'm looking forward to reading every one of them. Right. Right. Well, I will sure fill it out and get it sent your way. And that, and, that sounds and great. We would like to hear from the guys on the inside too. Everybody, everybody that's in there, oh, that we'd would like to get amazing. an affidavit from. Yeah, if they can get. We're I mean, asking. Tell the guys that they can write letters telling. Us about the abuse too. I mean, they know it best. Yes, I would like and, to get and, that. Would be, that would be probably one of the best hitters for the guys to actually come forward. But would it make it worse on them? Would it make their conditions worse? I mean, I'm scared to death for my husband and and his health, his best interests. I mean, is it going to put them? at risk of being mistreated more? No. What they need to be scared to death of is that the conditions continue. That's what they need to be scared of. Because if they don't say nothing, they don't rise up, it's just going to continue to happen. DOC don't care about these guys. Never have, never will. That's why this is... This is a movement. I if concur. one person is doing it at one time here and there, and then there's more risk. If people come out and stand up, okay, listen, we've gotten um, some, both Tina and I have been have had people in touch with us about being on their shows, like, uh, you know, I, you, you know about about this like Oklahoma Watch. They just were in touch with me yesterday, um, and they're interviewing me. Has everybody heard of Oklahoma Watch? They want to talk about this. Yes. And why do they want to talk about this? Because this is a big thing right now. Okay, because this is a really big thing. And so, how how can we make it bigger? We don't turn down the interviews. We talk about it. We have information to back up why this should be such a big thing. This is a movement that should not get stuck in a rut. It needs to go all the way to the top. And, and, and we have a federal again, judge listening to it. Yes, That's the most important yes, thing you need to know. There's a federal judge that is listening to this. So, the, so this is... is it, it's vital. It's absolutely it's vital. And Arthur's law firm is going to be in, 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 with the AG's office tomorrow discussing this because they're nervous. Guess what? They're nervous. They're probably listening now. They're nervous as they Good. should be. 
Exactly. They should should be. Yes, I'm telling you, there is, you know, from just the inhumane treatment, I can remember when my husband had to defecate in the bag and didn't have any water at OSP to where he's at now at Lawton. Um, They don't wear gloves. Um, And like I told you Sunday night, they have no way to contain any of this. And it's just going to be a death sentence for everybody. And these individuals are doing their time for their crime. But for DOC to be the judge and executioner... I'm getting messages that make it very difficult for inmates to use phones because they don't want them talking. They don't want them talking. Right. I concur totally. I'm... It's just sad. It's just, so, it breaks my heart. Is, do you find that was, that's happening now? I was talking to some yes. girls from Eddie Warriors yesterday, and the call just abruptly disconnected. Really? Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't it surprise? Oh, I knew. I knew it was. Go- I knew it was going to happen when they when we started talking about COVID. You know, all those calls are recorded, so. Yeah, and so so um, I got something, some other information. Tobacco vaping, sleeping on shifts. We're talking to the corrections officers. Are not uncommon. The risk of inmates is lack of attention, lapse of duty. There is not much you can do. Nobody wants the job. What did Paul Harvey say about that? that? <laughs> and you know, like I was saying Sunday, the COVID has got everyone scared to death and now if they even have a toothache or need to go for medical they're pushed back even further well see and and what's happening is regular you know meds are being uh denied we have uh, people that are in psych meds diabetes Uh, somebody shared with me that their uh their their loved one is being denied their uh, medic their insulin um, you, you know, th- th- these things are not being made up. I called two or three days in a row for an in uh, loved one of an inmate uh, that is wrongfully convicted, um, and um, and her husband was uh, was taken to the hospital for emergency surgery. Okay, as of Last week, she still does not know what is going on. I called, and I said, and they asked, of course, for the name. Who? I would not give that name, okay, because why? We, we already know why. You know what? Just let me know how to let this woman know how to find out if her husband is dead or alive. You know, not. I was promised a call back each day and never got a call back. Just for the procedure, as an advocate, I, I said that I'm not there to, you know, as, uh, as somebody that's going to tear your institution down. I did say, that, you know, that it's from Tanya Talks and whatnot, but, but just to give me the information. I'll, I'll applaud you for giving the information. Nothing. Nothing. So now I'm tearing them down because nothing. Nothing. This woman doesn't know if her, if her husband is dead or alive. Oh my gosh! 
that see that has got to be the scariest thing ever. I mm-hmm. I, I well I live that every day myself. Right, and that's without it's, going into emergency surgery. Exactly, without even trying to call into emergency. I what that woman is going through. I I, I hope I don't have to imagine, and my heart goes out to her. So it's, and now I just got something else. Uh, somebody just sent nervous, scared. Just had an inspection yesterday. They painted and cleaned the night before. Got outside one hour, second time over the year. Oh my goodness! So I guess these inspections that are taking place are announced, right? Yes. So I go, go ahead. ahead. I just, I really, I'm just in awe over all of this. I really just, if you would try to call Lawton yourself, if you would try, I will give you Lawton's number. Um, They will not even talk to you about COVID. They hang up on you. Right. Um, I'm sure all of them are the same, like Nicole was talking about. I've prisons in the past where they were, well, actually, it wound up going to DOC and had some other matters that were remedied. Um, but there's nothing like this. Well, I've got Lawton's number. Yes, I mean, if you want to call them, I, yes, I can give it I, to I, you. I, I've, I've got Lawton's number, and I will make the call. I'll make the okay. call tomorrow. Yes, Tina. Okay. Um, I probably won't get very far. I mean, they hang up on me. Nicole, um, I know her. Right. She... Um, she uh, was saying that she gets hung up on. I mean, it happens in every time you try to talk. But I, you can't I, find I, out I, about I'll help. And I'll, and I'll record it. And um, and uh, we'll, we'll all be able to listen to that together. How's that sound? We'll all be able that to listen to that amazing. together. And I, I, will call, I will call as, you know, as a member of the media. And, and you know, but this is, it's got to go. It's got to go much, much farther than, than, uh, uh, than Lawton and then these other uh, Eddie Warrior and whatnot. Everybody thinks every war- Eddie Warrior is just fine right now. Lie, it's not. Tina, no, what do you have not. to say? No, it's not. Fine. I got a message. No. I got a message from somebody saying William Thomas Cartwright has been in prison in prison since 1982, once on death row, but now doing life without life with parole and 75 years consecutive been before the parole board since 1998 they can't even find paperwork on him he's a lost and forgotten prisoner sitting in Northport Correctional Center prime example of what wow. you were talking about well thank he you has, for that he has siblings yes. that don't ever contact him he what? He has, I asked if she, he has family, and she said he has siblings, but they don't ever contact him. And this and is what happened. It really breaks my heart, these people who don't have anybody. It just breaks my heart the way they are actually treating the inmates. Or We have the mass incarceration in the United States, correct? Yes. Oklahoma ranks up there as one of the, the top yes. mass incarcerations. Number two now. Yeah, okay. they were number one. Number, number one. Two now. Uh, Louisiana. 
Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Okay. Well, we then you're going to have massive deaths. I mean, it's it, the incarceration is going to turn into just massive deaths instead of massive incarceration. They have. They, yeah. They're not going to contain anything. They're not going to do anything. They're not unless we take a stand, like you said. And I have Lawton's number. It's five eight zero three five one two seven seven eight. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. And do you do you have my information? Um, yes, I As have well. some. Um, do I need to stay on the line and I can give it also to Nicole? Yeah, I'll, please please do that. Please give the information to Nicole as well. Um, you're welcome to stay on the on the line with us. Um, your 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 input is is fabulous. We're not getting quite as many calls as we had gotten last week, uh, but we have uh, just under uh, under 20 minutes to uh, uh, to um, finish up this show, and and yet there's still so just so so much. Um, to talk about, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about the prisoners' rights. We can talk about the Eighth Amendment. We can talk about the Fourteenth Amendment. We can talk about um, the civil and humane uh, treatment or the uncivil and inhumane treatment. We have seen it cross our pages. We have seen the photos of it. We have heard the broken hearts. We have heard uh, much testimony. We have read much testimony, and still we want to take whatever information that we can get. Because, again, these two podcasts uh, and radio shows are going to be shared with the, with the reps. Um, you, you know, Tina and I are both accepting um, interviews with people that are in, in touch with us now uh, because we need their help too, okay? Exactly. Uh, we I need concur. to let... Okay, so we all need to be in this together. We need to spread the word. People think that all oh, inmates are all there. Oh, they deserve this. They deserve that. Well, first of all, you know, if you're going to judge based on the kind of crime, all right, you, you know, there are so many different levels of security in, in these prisons, all right, and not everybody is a pedophile, but, you know, or not everybody is a mass murderer and, you know, and, and, exactly. and you know, in any event, there still are the civil and humane rights, okay? Their, their punishment is to be in prison for the rest of their lives or whatever it may be, okay? Right. Not to be tortured, okay? Not to be tortured, right. regardless of what you think or you would want, all right? Not to be tortured. I feel like ODOC has become the judge, jury, and executioner, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, and, they're, and, and you know, and it's very easy to get a lineup of other people to, 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 to fill the roles, uh, to fill the beds, um, because of the way that the, uh, the injustice system is working in, in Oklahoma. You know, we're not just talking about a problem within the prisons themselves. Okay, we're talking about what happens in the judges' quarters. We're we're talking about what happens uh, with uh, with prosecutorial misconduct. We're talking about what happens with public pretenders. Not every one of them, but where they exist. The problem is far beyond the treatment of the inmates once they're in there, if they even belong in there to begin with. It's how they got there. So this is really a monopoly. It's a coup of corruption. 
And, uh, and, and uh, once again, I'm not saying that everybody is engaging in it, but guess what? Everybody that is, uh, who's engaging in it is everybody that, uh, that can make that turn around, that can stand up against it, and won't. Exactly. I agree. I Tina, agree wholeheartedly. Tina, do you have more to share? Tina, do you have more to share? And then, Arthur, we'd like to hear a little bit more about what's up and what's in front of um, what you have in uh, in front of the state or the district court, federal court. Tina, what have do you have? We have federal 1980. Um, okay, go ahead, Arthur. I- we have a federal 1983 that's on a, yeah, that's on a trial docket for August of 2021. It addresses overcrowding and inadequate staffing. The inmates, I mean, if they want to speak up, now's the time to do it. They got somebody listening Not to really. them, a federal judge. They got more power than a warden. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, I guess we just need to, to I'll just send them to, to um, my husband and, you can pass, well, I, see, I don't really know how we're going to do that. Um, they probably will read their mail. I've, I've sent mail to my husband, and he's not got in, or he's gotten only well, two the of the five cards I've sent. Send the mail, so I don't send the mail how, to uh, send the mail to Deborah Hampton's office, Deborah Hampton, attorney at law. They, they don't read that mail going out. Well, that's a great, great idea. That's a good idea. Thank you. Oh, we're going, the to address? To, we're going to have to publish that. Yes, I do. Okay. Please. Okay, just a second. Our, our address is. is Hampton Law Office, 3126 South Boulevard, number 304, Edmond, Oklahoma. 304, Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Seven three zero one three. Seven three zero one three. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, you so much. Yeah, well, then they will, and they won't read that mail because that's going to an attorney. Okay. Well, that's one way to do it, and we can get it. I can get it in there to him that way. And he can he can fill it out. That anything that the inmate mails that goes to a law firm yeah. can't be right. opened either. Right. Correct. Right. Well, don't don't we uh, don't write our address. Don't don't write our don't write our address on an envelope. Oh, not. They get, they'll have to mail they'll have to mail anything they want to us. Just mail it. They're not going to read the outgoing mail. Just I want I I need I need another I need another story than an affidavit they got to swear to it under penalty of perjury. I will get him the address and I will have him pass it around and I'm more than sure that Lawton will participate Thank as you. well as Nicole's husband and everybody else. That that is huge. Um, make sure that Tina and I get that. Too, please, because um, of what we're working on as well. Not to mention in conjunction with with the law firm. Uh, but there's some things that I I, I don't want to wait until August to, uh, to 2021 for. Um, right. 
with with permission uh, to to go forward. Um, but we've got we've got lots of wheels in action, and 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 we want these stories to be told. And um, and uh, again, it's this needs to go in front of people, and, and just you know, hopefully we can straighten things out. Um, and and you know, expand on what's in front of of uh, the the federal court. Uh, you know, I'm sure that you know Arthur is going to uh, they're going to make amendments uh, as they go forward as as needed um, because you know what's been exposed and what's coming forward is is absolutely huge, absolutely huge. So um, there's lots of public corruption going on out there. I started co- collecting affidavits that had to do with family court people. Okay, so you know this has this is a huge systemic problem in Oklahoma, all right, and we don't have an attorney general that really will listen. We really don't. We have an attorney general that will publish the press releases, and uh, and and that actually um, censors public criticism. And and that's illegal on the on on a government page. That is illegal to do that, but it's still being done. Why? Why? There's so many illegal things. Do y'all know anything about um, the bracelets? I've read on several sites where ODOC is um, supposedly spending so much money for bracelets to bust cell phones, but we have. No containment for COVID. Right. Right. And that's what started, and, and that's part of this, this, this lawsuit. That, right, Arthur? That's what this yeah, is about. Yeah, listen, those bracelets are not bought by DOC. Those bracelets are furnished by the phone company. Okay. And the reason why they're furnishing those bracelets well, we don't know that. We don't know exactly that these bracelets only detect RF detection. We think that they probably got capabilities that they can eavesdrop on attorney and client uh, client calls, okay, which those should be privileged. If the cell phone company drives out the cell phones in the prison, what goes up? Oh, wow, their profit, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So everything's for profit. Yeah. I just, I'm, like I'm on board. Bracelet. I'm all in to do whatever I need to do. I will send him this address, and uh, I will have him get everybody that he knows to tell their stories and send them to you guys. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Thank Thank you. Law Firm. Um, yes. I've got I've got to put my kid to bed. I appreciate y'all talking with me. And that's got to give permission for us to receive a copy of that as well. Otherwise, that law firm is not allowed to release it. Okay. Well, I thank you guys for talking with me. No, thank you. Thank you so so much. You have a good night. Thank you. Good night. God bless. You too, Um, ma'am. I've got another one to read. She was listening but unable to join 
the call, but she said she knows that uh, Mac Alford, their their meals are terrible, no medical help, no AC at all, and limited on ice and water. When when you have no air conditioning in a prison, Oklahoma, they should at least be able to give you ice and water. Yeah. Yep, and that's and that's just it. You know, all all, all these all these things need to make need to make the um meet the prongs of what would be considered inhumane, right? It needs to meet the prongs of what's considered inhumane. Um and it sounds like it does. And that's and you know, meals are trouble, understand. But they don't have to taste good, okay? Are they getting what their their caloric needs met? And is it uh, not covered with feces, okay? You know, it would be nice to have delicious meals or even good meals or even slightly subpar meals compared to what I'm sure is being served from what I understand, Okay. But these complaints, they need to be very clear, all right, um, th- that these are the circumstances that is cause for a grievance, okay, under their rights. So, it, so it's got to be very clear. Um, you know, it, is the temperature over such amount, is it under such amount that would, you, you know, I know they don't have thermometers there or whatnot, but but you, you, I think you get understand what I'm saying, listeners, is very important. And Arthur, I think that you can probably attest to this. Yeah, yeah, just remember who, what, when, where, why, and in what time. Yeah. 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 So, and just because you, and just because you put more than one issue on a on a request of staff doesn't mean they should reject it, even though it's under their rules. But the rules also say that it's not cause for rejection of the request of staff. Mhm, mhm. Right, right. As far as the grievance goes, right. But as far as anything uh-huh. that goes out to um, to us, to any of us here with you to, with you tonight. Um, you know, when it's going in writing, you know, and if that goes forward, when it goes forward, you know, people, what they look for when this is being read is is the facts, basically the statement of facts and not the touchy-feely, you know, and the fact that I want to hear here, that we all deserve to be able to talk about here, but we also know, need when when this goes forward, it needs to be succinct. That you know there were maggots in the wall. That that uh, there was feces uh, being served. I mean, there's feces and food being mixed together. That there's those are things that we know are inhumane and uncivil, and you know those are the conditions that are not allowed. Okay, but that that are violations. Okay, um, and Tina's got another. Go ahead. Uh, regarding Mac Alford, the meals are so bad that my brother depends on the money I send him to get food. And there was an incident where one of the inmates fell off of the top bunk 
and busted its head open and blood was everywhere. And they did nothing to clean it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, they don't they don't care when the inmates get injured. And the inmates have to clean it up. The inmates have to clean it up. And what happened with the inmate? Was the inmate cared for or is that not? She didn't say, but she's listening, so hopefully she'll shoot me okay. a message. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to hear that. My goodness, that's just... And and it makes you wonder, okay, if if an inmate fell off of their, their bunk bed, you know, are they dehydrated? Are they delirious? Is are they not getting their bed their meds? Yes, these things happen. But, you know, we're just wondering at this point, you know, why why would that happen? You know, are they sick? Are you hearing from her? No. Not yet. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. That's all right. So all I think that we... That the uh, inmate was taken to a different cell. Okay, that's what she re- replied. Right. The inmate was taken to a different cell. Well, hopefully it was... Um, goodness gracious. Hopefully it was, you know, to get cared for. Hopefully it was medical. Right. Okay. Well, he wasn't I think sick. Got... He rolled over and fell off the bed. Okay, that's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't don't ever be sorry. No, the more information, the better. Okay. Um, well, I think that it's it's been quite as successful, even though we didn't have quite as many callers coming in. I think we got just as much content. As um, as as we could have asked for, and even in that being said, in just 90 minutes uh, tonight. So um, I'd like to encourage everybody to continue with sharing the content, uh, and uh, through sending letters, sending affidavits, um, through what we who we've shared tonight. Follow our pages. Injustice in Oklahoma Exposed. That's a Facebook page, okay? Follow the page, Oklahomans Incarcerated, True Stories and How They Got There. And once again, we've got Journeys to Justice, where Tina and I have teamed up uh, with a a nonprofit in process uh, so that we can do better by you, by the cause, and for the cause. Um, and and when we're when we get this done, uh, which it is in the process, you know, once again, we will be able to get answers. We get to be your voice, uh, more than just as advocates, but also uh, we will lobby in the manner and the percentage of time that we're allowed to with uh, staying within the constraints of the nonprofit that we choose, which looks like it's going to be the 501c3 as opposed to the 4. So um, we're really happy to have your support. We've been doing this a long time now. We're just getting this to the point where we can maximize um, uh, uh, this this nonprofit and, and the grassroots that everybody here is very interested in being a part of 
we've had some successes. We want to continue with these successes, and uh, and 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 this is going to be a big one. So, uh, hats off to the Deborah Hampton uh, Attorney at Law and uh, Arthur Bean and the gentleman that uh, you had brought up his name to. I'm going to write it down, so I don't have to ask you again, Ronald Arthur. But can you give his name? Ronald Skip Kelly. Okay, thank you. And uh, and hats off to um, to all those that are moving forward and and uh, and taking this action with us and on their own and in their own groups. Let's come together um, and uh, and keep this up. So we're going to move back on. Tuesday to following through with a lot in wrongful convictions because we do have some more lined up. This movement does not end here. Okay, this movement does not does not end here. Um, yeah, Marty, I got I I got that, and that's why I've been looking. Marty um, messaged me something about the difference between a a, a, a three and a four. Um, the three is more limited, and I'm I'm aware of that. Um, and that, but we also uh, um. In any event, it's something that we're working through. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard, your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB Lighthouse Christian Radio. Tune back in on Thursday. Actually, Tina and I are having a show Thursday. Is that right, Tina? Yes. Okay, we're having a show Thursday that starts at 7 o'clock, but you are going to have to tune in through 89.9 FM, uh, KLRB with Lighthouse Christian Radio. I'm not sure if we're going to do this live or not, uh, but unfortunately Marty's not available on Thursdays for us with TS Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, God bless and good night.